welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name is Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. Today, we're going to be talking about gaydar. And actually, one of our first questions is, what even is gaydar? So how would you define it, Gina? Um, I think that there's a concept that we all know called real recognize real. <laughs> uh, so gaydar, I think, is like the ability to catch on to someone's vibe from some way or to another that they are queer. So it's like a gay radar has become gaydar. That's mm -hmm. that's what gaydar is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's kind of like a conglomeration of like stereotypes but also like flagging and just like subtle to overt cues about mm -hmm. one's queerness um and then I looked up the actual definition because I wanted mm -hmm. to see like how close we would get and it says gaydar a portmanteau of gay and radar which is literally exactly what you said minus the use of the word portmanteau um it refers to the intuitive ability of a person to assess others sexual orientations gaydar relies on verbal and nonverbal cues lgbt stereotypes including a mm -hmm. sensitivity to social behaviors and mannerisms like body language the tone of voice used by a person when speaking overt rejections of traditional gender roles a person's occupation and grooming habits and then mm. there have been like studies to see if uh, gaydar is real or just like a popular myth. But I feel like obviously your your gaydar is not going to be accurate 100 percent of the time. But like, right? I think a lot of the time it is, and it is for a reason. Like a mixture of like all the t all the questions that we get of people saying like, how can I make myself look more gay? Or like, how can I let like what are subtle ways to let people know I'm gay? Like I feel like all of it is coming into play with like gaydar and like, trying to show up on a gaydar yeah yeah exactly do you feel like you have a good gaydar I don't know I like yes and no mm -hmm. um I feel like there are things you can rely on to like pick up on whether or not people are queer but mm -hmm. I don't I I definitely wouldn't be like bragging about my gaydar that's for sure yeah. but I do think it's real and of course somebody did ask does it actually exist slash is it real and if yes do I have it <laughs> I do think it exists even though I don't think mine is top notch do mm -hmm. you think you have good gaydar I mean I think I have like a good radar for like compet in specifically women um, okay. or just like I don't know like I feel like I've met a lot of people where I'm like I also used to think that way like that that's a little different than like gaydar where it's like I feel like it's kind of like an on-site thing versus like getting yeah. to know someone thing but I I don't know yeah like I, I feel think the same sometimes way. it's hard like in current fashion trends because I yeah. think every once in a while straight women end up wearing things that I'm like, but that's for gay women. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, but are you okay? Perfect example, Doc Martens. Anytime mm -hmm. I see a person in Doc Martens, I'm like, you're gay. But then I have a lot of a lot of straight friends that wear mm -hmm. Doc Martens. And I'm like, do you know that you're dressing queer coded? But I but they're not like secretly gay, like they're they're mm -hmm. genuine straight women. And yeah. so it's hard because I don't think there's like any one rule to things and I wonder if it's easier for gay men because they have that whole like cruising thing where they like mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen um, like, a Will and Grace episode where it's like 
if a man holds your eye contact for more than three <laughs> seconds, like it's on. And if he doesn't, then he either isn't interested or isn't gay. Like that kind of thing. But also it's like, I have that. <laughs> if a guy looks at you for longer than three seconds, he's gay. Like, <laughs> I feel like it, I don't know how much of that. Like, what if, a, if a, like a, a woman looks at you for too long, you're, there's not a hundred percent chance she's gay because True. she might just really like your outfit or she might be judging the fuck out of you or she, or might, she might be just, checking I don't know, out. be staring at things what or she might be checking out yeah. how do you know how do you know mm-hmm. yeah I mean you don't know <laughs> that that's the fucking struggle of it and yeah I feel like straight people definitely pick up on like queer fashion trends and they're like that's what's cool because we're cool mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know our community is a community of trendsetters and then it becomes the norm but then it's harder to like detect our community out in public and but then I also think like a lot of a lot of queer people are like co-opting the cishet aesthetics like I I just saw a tweet recently comparing like straight camo versus gay camo like you you know like (laughs) what camo that queer people wear uh ironically versus like the the kind of camo they would never wear because it's like very straight or like the wave of like mullets in the queer community whereas before that was like straight redneck territory Um, but then it's like confusing because you see like a man out in public and he's wearing camo and has a mullet is he queer or is he like a redneck or both like where where is it and it is fun I do like that but it like does make it a little tricky because it's like how do I know and that's where like vibe and how people walk and speak and like move through life kind of helps with that if it's like hard to tell physically yeah yeah I feel like you hit on something because I do agree that queer people often and I I will get even more narrow I feel like very more common than ever black queer people set so many Mm -hmm. of what then becomes mainstream fashion trends and obviously some of that's like appropriation some of that is just trendsetters just pure you know just Mm going to be setting what's now cool and somebody asked a question is it just me or are most people inclined to think most quote-unquote cool or quote-unquote edgy people you meet must be gay and I think the reason for that is because of what you said like the queer community (laughs) has very much been trendsetters in like fashion and trends and everything yeah I'm definitely guilty of that I definitely do just like assume there's some flavor of queer in there yeah um and you're not always wrong and I think a lot of that is like trying to demonstrate how much you've like I don't even know how to say it like how much you've ascended beyond like societal standards so you like do things a little differently not I don't know like you you don't have to look edgy obviously but I do think it's a good indicator that someone is a little different from the norm and it it might be just aesthetically but it also might be in other ways and I like that as an indicator because we are cool (laughs) yeah yeah it's a good indicator um, I think we have a couple different questions that kind of surround people not having the best gaydar. Mm. For example, how can I tell if mine is off because I think it's off? Why <laughs> is mine failing 24-7? How slash why was I not pre-installed with a gaydar? So that's obviously like if you don't feel like it just comes to you naturally, that doesn't mean 
you're like a failing queer queer person mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't think that it's like a brag to have gaydar like congratulations you outed somebody before they outed themselves to you mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to say that these people are problematic because you're going to pick up on vibes and you're going to know but i don't think that it's a bad thing to have or not have gaydar like it's just mm-hmm. a thing it's not like it can be like, used oh, for good or gay- evil you don't have gaydar like you're so like i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, you can you can wield your power for good or you can wield it for evil. Um, Yeah, I I don't think we're all like installed with it necessarily. I think, you know, society, like how we're raised as humans, we pick up on cues and some people pick up on more social cues or different types of social cues than others. So it makes sense that not everyone has a gaydar necessarily or like has the same quality gaydar plus like like we always say that queer people aren't like a monolith. So like different, the different cultures have different ways of presenting queerness and like different terms that yeah. they use and different aesthetics and all these different things that they can use to indicate queerness. So like it would make sense that you're not like just installed with one because that's not how it works. It's like a learned thing, I think. Here's something, I don't know if I'm if this is just me, grasping at straws here but Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm whether or not I can clock somebody being gay often is like I don't know whether or not I'm like attracted to them in a way (laughs) Mm -hmm. is this a thing or is this just me no yeah I've definitely heard of that before and I've heard of it referred to as a please be gaydar so (laughs) that's so accurate wow (laughs) yeah that's so funny called out that's so funny (laughs) yeah um well have you ever been able to tell for like more femme looking lesbians that was a question we got is how can you tell for femme looking lesbians so are there certain things that you look for like maybe not even like I know we've talked about like hyper femininity and stuff but like more of like a body language speaking eye contact like those things to indicate whether or not someone's queer I do. I think we've talked a lot about the hyper femininity and like mm-hmm. the really colorful makeup and really just colors in general, because I think mm-hmm. that colors and colorfulness draws attention in a way that I don't mm-hmm. think cis het men appreciate. Yes. So like, yeah, they're not for the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that femme people who are like really into anime, I feel like have a better (laughs) chance of being gay or are a part of any crazy fandom. I think I was a higher chance. So there's like those kinds of like common interests. Wait, what do you think like the gayest fandom someone can be a part of art? (laughs) Like what comes to mind if you think of like a, a gay fandom? So I, I don't think I would know because I think of those kinds of fandoms as of fandoms of really obscure things, like mm, some okay. random indie movie that won some award in like France and no one else has ever heard yeah. of it. And then there's this like yeah. insane cult following that really only if you know certain things, you know about it. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> things like that. I don't know. I feel like there's <laughs> random common interests that femme mm-hmm. lesbians have specifically. Yeah. I don't know. I like cottage core kind of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like even though, okay, wait, I know that there, I know that we talked about like the hyper femme, but I also feel like there's a brand of femme lesbians who are like natural femme where like mm-hmm. they don't wear a lot of makeup and their hair is very natural. And it's very like 
relying on natural beauty, mm-hmm. but there's still something gay about them. It's yeah. honestly very hard to explain gaydar because a lot of it's <laughs> just like there's something gay about you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like my queer friends and people I have in my life who are queer and they're like, I look so masked today or they're like, they're like, I know I'm like signaling to everyone here that I'm gay. And it's like, they're wearing like an oversized sweatshirt or like <laughs> a flannel yeah. and ge- and like oversized jeans instead of like something maybe like more male gazy. Um, so I feel like looking at that, and obviously it's not always the case, but I've noticed like if like, especially if you're going somewhere that it's like more common that you would like dress up like, like a club or like somewhere fancier mm-hmm. and they're like a little bit more dressed down in certain ways, even if it is more feminine, like that is like a good indicator. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, but obviously that like goes back into the aesthetics and it's kind of hard to tell because, you know, I sit with like my legs spread or like whatever, like, I guess you could look for things like that too. Cause I'm probably going to do that in a dress too. Cause fuck being a lady, True. fuck being ladylike. I don't care. Um, but yeah, it's like very subtle cues, but the best like solution for a gay dar, I think is just ask or <laughs> wait for them mm-hmm. to tell you, or just like offer your own story out and see what is shared. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got to do something like, oh yeah. So my ex-girlfriend blink, blink, <laughs> blink. You ever had one of those? One time. <laughs> um do you have an ex-girlfriend do you want one I could be your next yeah (laughs) let's take a break there we'll take a little break (laughs) okay we are back and opposite of the femme side of things somebody else asked is she a tomboy or is she gay with the eyes emoji. (laughs) Uh, I think there's a lot of overlap with that. Usually not always, of course, but like, I don't know. I identified as a tomboy when I was young. Like I thought those were like the cool girls. And I know you've said before, like those are the people that you had crushes on were more of the tomboys. (laughs) There was a girl I worked with at one point in my life who I was absolutely in love with it was probably the only time I ever in my entire life that I've been in love with somebody who wasn't in love with me and she was a tomboy and at the time she was closeted and she when I say she was closeted Mm -hmm. she knew she was gay she was in a secret relationship and she was choosing to not live that way so it's not like she didn't know the bitch mm-hmm. knew and the bitch was lying to me saying she was straight when she full on knew she wasn't. I literally had to like talk about her in therapy because like, Alyssa, if you're listening, I still love you. <laughs> um, No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's so toxic, but I do. Love her. So, anyway, um, <laughs> the shout out. She'll never she won't be listening to this. She's not even on social media. I, I support. anyway. I feel like everybody was with her was always like, yeah, she's just a tomboy. She's just a tomboy. But it's like, Mm -hmm. no, she was gay. But then there's this girl from my high school didn't have a crush on her. I'll say it at least in this way, but she was a huge tomboy. And Mm -hmm. I recently like reconnected with her sort of on social media. And I saw that she is in a relationship with a guy. And that truly shocked me. I was (laughs) like, aren't we? aren't we both? No, just me, not you. Like, so yeah. I feel like it could go either way, but it's hard. Cause like, I don't want to out anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, maybe that person just hasn't overlap. come to terms with it. 
yeah exactly i don't know like i don't know where she's at so yeah i dated someone who didn't even realize she was gay until her mid-20s and she just thought she was a tomboy her whole life she didn't understand why people always called her a lesbian like she was like why are why do they say that about me but so (laughs) do you think bidar is a thing this is another question we got from someone are you able to i think my bidar is better than my gaydar actually (laughs) Like, I feel like I can see a couple and be like, they're both bi or one mm. of them's bi, bi white mm. energy. But I feel like my bidar has been more accurate than any of my other radars. <laughs> Is there anything that you look for in particular, like those gaydar things that we talked about before? I do think it's a little more subtle and I feel like I can pick it up better in couples. Mm. Like... Mm-hmm. certain couples I can just be like I don't know which one you of just you it is know. but one of you's by yeah you can just like yeah. see it yeah yeah it's hard to I can't explain it but as <laughs> someone who is like technically pansexual I feel like maybe that's why mine mm-hmm. is better I don't know yeah I feel like my gaydar and my bidar they're like the same thing they overlap like I look for kind of similar things consciously and probably subconsciously too um and like if someone is in like a relationship with a man and I'm getting those cues, that's when I'm like, yeah, that BIDAR kicking in or, you know, like I'm picking up on something and yeah, they definitely do have a very specific je ne sais quoi, but (laughs) I don't know exactly how to describe that. And I don't know if that is because of those like really like intuitive, subtle cues that they're giving off that they're queer. Do you know any guys that have bi wife energy, but they're like not bi? Like my one ex, I'm pretty sure he like exclusively, I'm not probably not on purpose, but like exclusively dates bi women. Like mm-hmm. people before me, me and the women I've seen him date after yeah. me, they all look, we all look so gay, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. I, think I feel like those guys always women. <laughs> yeah, no, there are definitely guys who that's like their type. And I don't know if it's like they're going for like all women or what like I yeah, I have a friend fetishy who, for him like I'll just say that yeah. it's not a fetish thing it's I think that's just the style of women he likes mm-hmm. yeah I have like an acquaintance who he like only dates by women and we we've talked to dated a lot of the same people so oh funny uh, <laughs> yeah we have the same type I guess uh but well, that's yeah gonna happen yeah it's a small it's a small city um Another question we got actually was, how do I show up on gaydars as a married, ethically non-monogamous, femme bisexual? No one knows I'm gay. So, I mean, you can look for those guys that are just always dating the, the bi women. And if they're with someone, <laughs> you're like, okay, I know his type. Um, but otherwise, but I feel like- this person wants to show up on gaydars and they're already married. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd know that they were gay because of my bi-dar, but- how do you know it's someone's hard. non-monogamous though? Well, that is definitely difficult because there's not really a telltale sign, I feel like, for that. And then one of the things I don't always like about being non-monogamous is that I feel like sometimes when you say that, people think that that's you being like, this is an open invitation mm-hmm. when it's like, no, this is actually just like a fact. And I want nothing. I don't want you like, yeah. please don't hit on me. That's not an invitation to hit on me or my girlfriend. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, you don't want to just the, the way some people would be like, oh, just tell everybody you're gay. Like, you know, <laughs> let people know. 
I don't know that like my advice would not be like, oh, just tell everybody you're non-monogamous because I feel like if I say that people think it means something more than it just like it, what it means. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you show up like when you are ethically non-monogamous and married other than like (laughs) being one of those people on Tinder who has that, you know, in their profile or like. I don't know, being the initiator, I think for a lot of Mm -hmm. things, because it would be harder for you to be on anybody's radar, not because of the bisexual part, but because of the married ethically non-monogamous part. That's, Mm -hmm. I think the trickier part of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think being the initiators probably where it's all going to fall back to, or just like if there is a non-monogamous community in your city, like getting to know people in there and like, meeting people platonically and romantically and sexually and whatever, like that way you can like flirt with people or just befriend people, but everyone already knows that you're non-monogamous if you have that option. Um, I feel like the disclosure thing could be helpful to a certain extent, but like you said, Gina, I feel like some people are going to take that as, oh, like they want me to know versus they just want me to know. Um, So yeah, I think initiative and dating apps and I don't just like you can say like I'm not monogamous to everyone or who like you don't have to disclose to everyone obviously but whoever you want and then like the people that you're actually interested in those are the people I would be like I'm not monogamous I'd love to take you on a date or you know however you want to take things um but like yeah. yeah I think you just have to like be really upfront about it and open and willing to put yourself out there if you want to get any action yeah. <laughs> I would definitely, and this is maybe like a small piece of advice, but not on the non-monogamous side, but on the bisexual side, even like regardless of the gender of your, of your partner, refer to them as your partner, not your husband or your wife, that's your partner. And then that I think already leads people to believe you're at least not like with the hetero norms. Mm -hmm. And then they're already going to be like, oh, she said partner, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that like ticks a little thing in someone's mind where they're like, Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. I like that little tip. Uh, another question we got, I want to direct it to you to start because you are the resident Libra, uh, which if you don't know anything <laughs> about astrology, they're big flirts. Uh, this next question is how can you tell if someone is flirting or if it's a cultural difference in communication? Um, so this is an interesting question and this is how I'm interpreting it. Like, I have been around people like who it's just kind of ingrained in what they know. And yeah, like this person said in their culture to like be flirty, a great example. I dated this guy who was Puerto Rican. And um, even when I described him to my girlfriend, she was like, he sounds so typically like Puerto Rican and Everything he said and everybody he talked to, it totally Mm -hmm. seemed like they were like he was flirting with them. And I asked him before, like when you go to the grocery store, do people just think you're hitting on them? Like you're because he's so extra about shit Mm -hmm. and it's just literally who he is. And the I guess like telling the difference um, number one is seeing how they interact with people who aren't you. So like if they're obviously treating you different than they're treating other people, then they are probably into you, I would say. Mm-hmm. But if that person is just like a smooth schmoozer, you know, like those schmoozy mm-hmm. kind of people who 
are just like that. Even, you know what? Some of my uncles are even like that. Like it could be an Italian thing as well, where they like kiss everybody on the cheek and tell everybody they're gorgeous and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my God, he's laying on thick. But like, no, that's (laughs) literally just how he, that's not how a lot of my uncles just like roam around the world. And like, I think that, um, yeah, you have to say like, is this directed just towards me or is this their vibe with everybody? Mm, that's good advice I really like that because you could also look at like how they interact with their friends and how they interact with Mm -hmm. like strangers like a cashier at a store um and like different if you're in different settings I think a lot of those people they do really value the directness of being like hey are you into me hey like do you want to go on a date like flirting with just like yeah like I think a lot of those people because they have a lot of encounters like that they probably could use the more outright interactions as well and like obviously this isn't like an ethnic culture or anything but my girlfriend is also of the culture of having a Libra placement in her big three she's a Libra rising and we were just talking about how she like doesn't really realize when people are flirting with her and also like she feels like she got mistaken for flirting a lot when she was like younger because like she like would see other people in her life like grab someone by the arm and laugh and you know like touch people and be very close or walk arm in arm or like things that could be construed as flirting and she was just like oh that's how like you interact in the world or interact with people but like sometimes that's how some people interact and then some people are like oh she's hitting on me so right it's all based off of culture and like what's the norm and what society teaches us is flirting and like is not flirting (laughs) and that could even be like culturally not ethnicity wise but just like your family's culture Mm -hmm. because some families are really touchy and uh, and like affectionate and warm Mm -hmm. and others are just not like my parents I didn't like hang all over my parents as a child like we don't like Mm -hmm hug all the time but then I go to my friend's house and she'll literally sit on her mom's lap and I'm like it's fucking weird but it's not that's totally normal for their family yeah I would never sit on my mom's lap that's yeah not something we would do I so don't like it is anyone kind of to touch like, me <laughs> no yeah everybody has a different radar for that individually and then what you've learned and then like mm-hmm. what your experiences have like allowed you to continue to invite into your personal space so mm-hmm. yeah I think it is a matter of like what are they, what's their vibe with the rest of the world? Not just you. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that advice. That's a lot more galaxy brain than I was going to get with it. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. Perfect. Well, our last question here, do you think it's a good thing that it's often based on stereotypes only meaning gaydars really only based on often based on stereotypes only, Mm -hmm. which I don't think it's only based on stereotypes. I think it has been influenced by stereotypes, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's like only because of stereotypes. Right. And I don't think stereo, like I said this before, I don't think stereotypes are like an inherently bad thing. And like I said earlier, like you can use your gaydar for good. You can use it for evil, like stereotypes can be used for good, I guess, or a lot of the time for evil, but you're not, as long as you're not like going after someone or outing them or like doing anything like harmful with the stereotype like some stereotypes I love like I love that stereotype that like 
lesbians wear crazy colorful eye makeup or like have crazy colorful hair because that's not what a lot of cishet men like so we're like trying to go counterculture and be like fuck you I don't care what you like I think this is beautiful or just like thinking it's beautiful and that's just like a side perk because for me that's how I feel about it that's just a perk on the side but like that stereotype of like oh you have blue hair and pronouns like I love people with blue hair and pronouns what do you mean like that's a compliment to me like why are you trying to turn that into a negative thing yeah one we all have pronouns two right I love blue hair (laughs) one of my favorite hair colors so I don't know I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but it can be used for evil but it's not like inherently bad or good it just it just yeah It's all about queers finding each other. So you can, of course, find us anywhere on social media at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. If you would like to send us a question, you can DM us there. You can also send us an email, sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail and we will play it on the podcast unless you tell us not to. That phone number is 724-209-8877. And you can also, if you need to send a voice note to our email, we'll play that as well as a voicemail. You can follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sapphicsurvivalguide. And of course, leave us a little rate and review wherever you are listening right now. It'll help us be found by more queers. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libra Gina, including my website, thelibragina.com. And of course, my other podcast, I'm Hello. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform out there. With that, class is now dismissed. Bye.